All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey, you're one of 12 listeners of The Real Life Podcast. Brought to you by Rig Hand Distilleries. January 2019. We're going to get to the Oilers being in free fall in a minute here. Thankfully, the third, the three musketeer, the third man is back. The three amigos, which one are you? Mm. Martin Short can be bag milk. I'll take that. I'll be Chevy Chase because oh, I'm a bit of a dick. I'll you want to be, be Chevy Chase? No, you don't no, have a good no, no. Act, second I'll act be Martin career. Short. He's Canadian. Well, you could either have an awesome career from start to finish like Martin Short, or you could be Chevy Chase and be doing articles about how Hollywood fucked you over 20 years into your, your career. What do you want? And I'll take Martin Chase. Oh, damn it. I'm you know Chevy what? I'll Chase. I'll take Chevy Chase then. Really? Yeah. He hasn't worked in decades. Decades. Well, no, 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 he was in community. community. Yeah, but he's yeah. a dick and hates everybody and everyone well, hates him. Yeah, yeah that's delicate. But I'll you, take that. I'll, I'll, I'll never forget his performances in both Fletch yeah. and Caddyshack. And Vacation. Oh, yeah. Fuck. Of course. How can you forget that? Original Vacation was one of three VHS tapes we had as young Wanye. And you know, you probably believe Bag Milk or two. Young, y- young, young for this. Young Wanye is a wee. Young, yeah. <laughs> and all I ever got to watch was um, Adventures in Babysitting and Vacation. I had vacation Vegas Vacation for- on VHS. Really? Oh, yeah. I just watched Vegas Vacation. It was on TBS like a few weeks ago. I watched it again. Yeah, it always creeped me out how they change the kids every movie. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, Rusty's been, there's been several. Yeah, there's 12 different Rusties. Like when they, remember when they wrote Judy out of Family Matters? The youngest daughter? Did they really? Oh, they, yeah, yeah, the porn star? Yeah. yeah. It, but they didn't know then. I mean, maybe they had some yeah, yeah, inkling, yeah. I suppose. But, like, it creeped me out because I just remember as a kid, Judy stopped coming to breakfast in well, the show, about, and no one said anything. What about what about Aunt Vivian <laughs> and Fresh Prince? Yeah, I was going to say Aunt Vivian. Completely different it. person. Yeah, yeah. Don't even address it. Just, yeah. like, throw it on us. And, like, I just accepted it, but I still had questions. The Squire's back. He's been in Australia visiting Noopsy, setting up 
further Australian operations to the Nation Network by sampling all the beers and watching the local sport. Then he was in Hawaii. Now he's here. Welcome home. How was your trip? My trip was very good. Uh, How's it, Nipsey doing? Nipsey's doing great. He's bought a new house. It's a awesome house. Great on oh, his outdoor, like his deck. He's got an outdoor living room, like all the shit I love. Like he's got a good zone there. And dog uh, got a new dog, Bodie. He's a beauty, Labradoodle. Of course. And uh, yeah, he's uh, got a, a, a farm of spiders in his front lawn that we've watched get. They must have been young because they've been growing bigger. So every day you go and check out and it's butts getting bigger. Little butt bulb. What? It was growing and growing and growing. But these things were getting huge. Uh, we don't know. Noops didn't know what type of spider it was, but it was always, you're scared to like walk into its web. Uh, but yeah, no, they're doing great. We had a ton of fun. He, you know, we went to a cricket match. Nice. I saw that. A shortened version. It's called T20 where there's only 20 overs. We don't need to get into the details of cricket because there's lots. But now <laughs> I understand. Uh, You've so- come home with a fully... You're fully functional. Oh my god! I, wa- I I was in on watching a five day test match, Australia versus India, starting on Boxing Day. We sat in front of the TV all day, drank, and uh, which is tradition for Australia to do. Basically and, uh, every day of the every calendar. day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, I was I was into it. You kind of come in and out of it. You can fall asleep. You wake up. Okay, open a new beer. Watch the cricket. Like it's kind of like watching golf. It's ooh, you know what? It's you have to have more patience in golf because. Because golf, they at least hit the ball a bunch of times in a round where, like, these guys just, like, there's there's guys that'll stay at bat. They can stay at bat for days. So it gets dry, and they're, like, defending. They're not, like, there's no foul balls in cricket. Hmm. Like, a foul ball, you're still alive. Like, you can't foul out. I guess in baseball, you can't foul out. But, yeah, anyways, long game, but uh, I drank the Kool-Aid, and I get it now. I know the scoring. When someone says 5 over 20, 5 over 100, I get it all. You were yelling sixes when they were knocking her oh, out. Oh, well, at the T20 match, we went to the T20 match, uh, which is just a shortened version. It's a three-hour game. They just, like, it's designed so that everyone just hits taters. Oh, which yeah? Are, which are sixes. That's fun. So then they, they hit it out on the full. If someone catches it, they they, they deem, like, a, it's like the 4-20 and 20 pie, you know, magic moment Did you or have whatever. some 4-20s? Oh, of course. Crush, you crush, got crush, it. Crush, meat pies in Australia. Delicious. delicious. So if you, catch it, if you catch it one-handed, if someone hits a six during that time, yeah. you win like $200. Oh, it's like like Big Mac scoring. Yeah, one yeah, but you have to catch nice. it one-handed. Nice. That's the thing, because nice. it happens so much. But anyways, yeah, we had a blast. We went what were you drinking beer-wise? Uh, oh, I was on the Han Super Dries a lot. Interesting. Uh, Australia, without even knowing it, uh, they make a lot of low-carb beers. That was just kind of the way they made beer. Yeah. Uh, so just keeping it super tight, Got super dries. Yeah. Uh, and also my my favorite beer. I think this might be my favorite beer in the entire universe. Over BL? So BL is a beer you drink a thousand of when it's like, a you know, you got a long day of drinking ahead of you. Yeah. This one is just like, I just love the flavor. It's the, and Bagmel, I don't know if you've heard of them. James Squire is the brewery. Oh, I see what's going on. We have a glass of that at the house. Yeah. So, yeah. The, the 150 Lashes of James Squire is my favorite beer right now by by a country mile. Bag milk? I don't know if I had that one. I was a Carlton Draft kind of guy. Ah. Were, we, were you in Brizzy? Yeah, I did the whole coast. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Carl, Carlton's big. Yeah. Carlton's a big beer there. Uh, but did a lot of VBs too. Stubby's a VB. That's well, I think get. you just got to do that because you're in Australia. Like, I, 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 drank, I drank some just on principle. But everyone says it's piss, but you still do it. because They say piss because it's also good. They love piss. Well, they call everything piss. So, Did you go to Toowoomba and play the horseshoe dart string? Uh, you know, so. At the hotel. 
that was the the plan was to go do that. We got so caught up in the Boxing Day cricket match that we right. just stayed at Ray and Biz's, which is Noops's uh, family in law or whatever, uh, mother and father in law, and uh, we didn't make it to that bar. But we just because we were just we were just having so much fun in the backyard, crushing super dries and 150 lashes and watching cricket of course when we went to uh toowoomba bag milk which is like the moose jaw of australia in our mind we were blown away by everything and we went to their like og country saloon and they had this game where there was a horseshoe and a nail and the horseshoe was attached to the roof by a, like a string and you just like threw the horseshoe and if you get to land on the nail it was like considered yeah. a bullseye magic we probably played for four hours like it was the most exciting thing we'd ever seen in our entire lives so it's such a good game. <laughs> it's the simple things in life. It, it is a low the, cost to entry game right there. Well, back in the day, just a bunch of guys sitting around like, what can we do to have fun then? So we stayed. Uh, <laughs> so we went to Byron Bay, which is like the polar opposite but of, of Banff. So it's like a, a coastal sun beach version, but it's their Banff. Yeah. So everyone migrates to, to this place. And uh, we stayed in the hinterlands, which is like the hills away from the beach. And, and Chris Hemsworth lives somewhere in there. So him and Matt Damon have decided that Byron Bay is their place and you live in the countryside in the hinterlands. Chris outside. Hemsworth, I've read about this house he built. It looks like the Royal Alberta Museum. And it's ruined the neighborhood that he's in. And everyone's super pissed at him that he like blew all his Thor money on ruining his neighborhood in Byron Bay. <laughs> oh, well. But Matt Damon lives there too? Yeah, so he's it's it's actually beautiful. Like I Byron Bay's dope. Do, yeah, Byron Bay is legit. We had a blast there. Did you go to Nimbin? Did you do that tour? No, what's that? Nimbin is like this legal dead zone in Australia where weed is quote unquote not legal but totally legal mm. in Christiania. Yeah. So you just take you jump on this bus and it's like an old hippie bus that's covered in flowers and shit and you go do a tour of this little town. That's where I got Byron Bay is where I got super blacked out wandered into a tattoo shop with two random Canadians I met that day, and we all ended up with Southern Cross tattoos. Oh. I don't even know those two dudes' names. Oh, Southern and Cross. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just remember they were from Victoria. That's what all if I, I told you it was Matt Damon and Chris Hemsworth? It could have been. What a day. How I got a tattoo with Thor. I'm going to ruin my neighborhood, I will. <laughs> so we uh, we rented this cool Airbnb owned by this Swedish guy named uh, what the, Carl, and uh, it, it, he branded it. It was called The Patch. And it gets on this lot in the hinterlands with views of not the ocean, but like the hills of the hinterland. And like he built like this climbing tree and a mudslide and there's hammocks and there's a tree fort. He created an experience. Anyways, this Scandinavian guy has this Scandinavian game that's sitting on the porch. And it's just it's just all made of wood. These wood little logs. Were, and it's called Finska. And essentially it's bowling meets bocce. So you get you get all these. And I bought it because I we got so fucking hooked on this game. Uh, and it's it, 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 and it's these wood pegs, and they've got numbers one to twelve, and th- those are the points. And you've got this like bigger log that you throw at these little tiny logs that are numbered. Mm. So it's you, a board game, though. No, 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 no. It's it's like I said, it's bowling meets bocce on the grass. On the grass. I got gotcha, you. Yeah. So we we got so hooked on this game, and we went. I went and looked. I'm like, so I've never heard of Finska because I thought it was just like big in like northern Finland or something. And it's actually huge in Australia. And Australia is like the only place. It's a company in Australia called Finska now that like sells the game. Bizarre. So I've brought it back. <laughs> I am on. I'm. I'm. I've. I have. I'm a self-proclaimed missionary of yeah, Finska. Yeah. He's uh, doing fishing to mission Finska missionary stuff. So mm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna try to make it a thing, and I'm actually gonna try to see if we can carry a little brick. 
because it is a game that fits in. We can play right on the lawn out there. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is why you travel. You got to yeah. bring a little bit home. With it is. You. Oh yeah, I brought it. Like it was. That's cool. Was, we should do it here. Oh yeah. Well, totally. It makes it. It's yeah. Like I am on a mission to make Finsk a huge in Edmonton. Mm-hmm. I also like the idea of having something else that the nation staff can get really competitive with each other over. We can settle disputes over a match of Finska. That's what I'm talking about. That's how they do it in Northern Finland. Well, Hasn't been course. a war in Northern Finland in years. <laughs> exactly. Very safe. Years. Up to the Finska fields. Well, I don't want to be that guy, Jay, but while you were gone, we kind of needed your perennial good oh. luck and positive attitude because we went to a place I like to call Shit Woomba which is the sister city of Toowoomba, but here in oil country. It has culminated with Connor taking the skills competition off because he's sick, sick of losing. And according to Bag Milk, Hitch had a press conference where he said, turns out we don't have the personnel that we need to be a good hockey team, which is a bit of a problem. More or less after the Arizona loss on Saturday, Hitchcock's post-game press conference was essentially, and to paraphrase, uh, unless we get new guys, you're going to get the same result. So more or less, you have three players playing. Clefbaum would be number four, but he is out with broken fingers. Uh, Jay, I don't know if you were still here when Clefbaum yes, got hurt. Yeah. Trying to crowbar in as many blaming Jay things as I possibly can. Uh, they ended the year on a six-game losing streak. Hitchcock unhappy. The thing I find interesting is that he is just like, he came out of retirement for this gig, third winning as coach in NHL history. and He does not give a fuck. Like no. he, just, he just comes out and says what Perfect. we've all been thinking. Yeah. We need it. We need someone on that side of the fence to start saying what we think. I got on the plane on December 14th. Oilers are and and like just two days before they had just beaten Colorado on the road. That was magical. And then I get on the plane, they're playing Philly and they win that game. And like cruising, what are they? they, Six games, five or six games above 500. And then just, just, Every day, like I'm on, I'm on a vacation, I'm supposed to have a fun time, and we're either trying to stream the game where we can, and if we can't, we're, I'm following the app, and it, this is crushing. Every other day when the Oilers played, for about two hours, I'd just be livid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I would check and see what happens, and then read the follow-up uh, blowout of all the bullshit that happened on the ice. And I am blown away with what's happening. I don't even, with all this stupid bullshit trades, I don't even recognize our team anymore. Like, who the fuck's on the Oilers now? Like, who are the Oilers? Wow, but they're swapping out duds for duds, right? Like, would you rather have Brandon Manning or Kevin Gravel? Uh, uh, I'll take I, neither for But 5, I'd rather 000. have Drake Kajula than Brendan Manning. Yes. I would agree with and that. And that's the issue. I, I I understand the Petrovic thing. Like, that was, a, that was a bag of beans for a bag of beans. Like, that's fine. Hopefully that they, you know, have, a, you know, greener pastures on the on the other side there. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll pay dividends. But, and that's a worthy gamble. But, like an actual guy who's contributing to our secondary scoring, which we have very little of being traded for a guy who is barely playing or is, is hated in the team. It is, was deemed untradeable by his team, <laughs> but we give him like a, 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 a like we give them, a, we give him a roster player and we're, we are, we're also player. down on the, we're, we're up on our overall cap hit. Yes. Yeah. They added, cap. Oh. they added cap. They added goal scoring. Increased goal scoring, added cap. Well, we have to take a break in a sec, but I'm going to hit you with some positivity lines here of the good stuff Oilers related that happened while you were gone. Then we'll come back and we'll get back into it with the oil. Number one, I got a new post-game tradition. I go to the lobby bar crash, right? Hotel. I got a gal there. She's my gal. And I drink Jack's. Oh. So win or lose, I'm drinking my Jack's. And I'll tell you what. (laughs) 
I think I'm going to be drinking a lot of Jack in the next little bit here. So that's like my post game to try and rid myself of the stank of loss. I'm going to crash and having a Jack. Number two, I bought the Connor McDavid All-Star jersey. I saw that. I, I first saw it. Do you see it on Insta when they first released him? Uh, yeah, I thought I thought they took all the jerseys and just put a black and white f- filter. That's what I thought, too. And I'm like, these are the dumbest jerseys I've ever yeah. seen. Then I go to the game and I start seeing people wearing them. And the white sharp. So a guy walks by in a white. But I'm thinking about, like, the remember the Team North America with, like, the pink yeah. letter? I'm like, oh, whatever. It's gross. Then the guy walks by in the black Connor McDavid Captain's Oilers jersey. And it's probably the only black and white Oilers jersey you'll ever see made. Yeah. And the oil drop is black. And everything's black and white. And it's got a fighting strap on it. So I go to the lady at uh, the apparel oiler store or whatever. I'm like, can I see them new Connor All-Star jerseys? And she brings in one out and like shows it to me. She's like, but you know, they're never going to make these again. I'm like, okay. <laughs> She's like, there's only one large left. And so we, we went and put it on the top thing behind all the other Oilers jerseys. And they just went and sat in the stands and kept thinking about the jersey. I could hear it calling to me. Yeah. And then I said to uh, Zippo Leiter, well, Con- they're all going to tie this up. The prior game, Connor scored with eight seconds left. I called it, and I went pee at three minutes left in the third yeah. and told everyone in the row, I'm leaving because we're going to come back and tie this game up. So there's a little bit of a celebrity in uh, Section 203 said, I'm going to buy this jersey after the game because Connor's going to tie it up. Didn't tie it up, still bought the jersey, and then put it on and felt like I was immortal. That's probably the highlight Oilers related for me of the last month was buying a jersey. Bagmill, thoughts? Uh, yeah, I, I go ahead and say my highlight of the last little bit since you've been away was when I was at the Canucks game for the Towel Boys 40th birthday. We got so drunk that I don't really remember the third period. Yes. So that was fun. Probably the highlight of that. That was also that good. Night. I went to Ford Hall, had a couple post games, was going to Crash Hotel to do my post game thing, ran into all these guys at the bottom <laughs> of the stairs, like just drunk people timing worked out. And then yeah. we went to the pint. I ordered a tray of post game jacks, as I'm known to do. And nobody wanted anyone anything to do with them but me. <laughs> so I had to like, I'm like, oh, I'll sip them. It won't count. Oh, yeah. oh it counted. Happy birthday, Talboy. See, the shitty thing for me is all the games were like during lunch. Yeah. So I wasn't able to be drunk and forget about anything. I was sober and living everything in reality and having it all sink in in real time. And if it you was... can't get drunk, day drunk in Australia on your <clears throat> Christmas break, when can you get We're drunk? trying. Like we were, so we had at T fence and, and Noopsie and the super, it's the super drives, man. The Han super drives. They're, they are the Bud Light of Australia. Well, let's get to that. Jared's got his finger in the air. Like he just don't care. We'll come back after this real life podcast and get into it. Have you got holes to dig earth to pack and roads to build? Then you need to call Jabba machinery group. Does your equipment need a service? Yeah, can't fix stupid, but here at Jabba machinery group, we can fix everything else. With a full range of parts to keep your equipment running smoothly, Jappa Machinery Group is a family-operated and Alberta-grown business. Here to help build a bigger and better Western Canada. Give us a call or visit us at jappamachinery.com. Jappa Machinery Group, join the family. Is that like going back to Australia here in Josh's voice for you, Jay? <laughs> I felt I was still there. Yeah, I'm still there. Drinking, <laughs> drinking VBs. So you're there with T-Fence. All the other games are hitting you in the middle of the day. Yeah. And you're rattled. Rattled. Every lunchtime, like between 12 and 2, I'm getting pissed off because I'm either watching the game live or I'm watching it on my app. And it's, you're like, what the fuck? Like, there are like six or whatever games above 500. They lose one. Like, okay, well, they have to win the next one. And they lose the next one. And they lose the next one. And, and then what's compounding with it while you're watching it way is they're making these fucking retarded trades. <laughs> to try to fix the problem. And they're just like, 
they're putting a Band-Aid on a Band-Aid on a Band-Aid on a Band-Aid, and the Band-Aid's covering a problem that doesn't need to be fixed. There's a completely different problem they need to fix, and they're fixing the wrong problem. Let's just look here for posterity. You left on the 14th. Yeah, life the is oil good. had just beat the Flyers 4-1. Yep. They then lost to Vancouver, lost to St. Louis, lost to Tampa Bay, <laughs> lost to Vancouver, mm-hmm. lost to San Jose, mm-hmm. lost to Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. But then they won against Arizona. Huzzah! Huh? Lost to the Kings, defeated the Ducks in a game that I thought, okay, you know what? We've hit rock bottom, defeat the Ducks for nothing. Take that Pontus Aberg, you fake piece of shit. The next night they go, or two nights later, they go out and get absolutely, this is for me, has been the most demoralizing loss of the season. The Sharks just destroyed the Oilers, 7-2. Twice, and they went like 7-3 the first time at home and then 7-2 on the road. 7-4, yeah, the oh. first one. But there the was... 7-2 one to me, the score might as well have been 400 Brutal. Then we made the Florida Panthers look like the 1919 Montreal Maroons. We won the cup that year, bag milk. Don't look nice. that up. And then we lose to the Coyotes. Yeah. It's not going well. The hitch effect is nine and off. two is worn off. Connor, poor guy. His post game press conferences are getting very sad to watch. I, so when you're away, you have a time to kind of reflect it because you're not in the mix as much. Like, yeah, I was getting pissed off and losing games. <laughs> And as an outsider looking in, because I was temporarily an outsider, I'm just like, how much longer is this guy going to put up with this shit? Because he is fucking going out and trying his fucking ass off. And if he doesn't get nine points in a game, we don't win. There's two things that need to happen. Connor has to get nine points. Or, and or, goalies have to stand on their head. If either of those two things don't happen, it's, it's lost night. Oh, and I get here's the thing. I fucking drank the Kool-Aid so hard. We all did, man. I but I still am I We're Oilers like, Nation, people. I, I if looked, we don't drink the Kool-Aid, we're fucked. I looked at our roster today, I'm like, and I saw the adjustments. I'm looking at our fourth line, because I think uh what what I can't remember. Kara and Cassian and fucking Mix mix bag. Just throw someone. some parts like, out there. That's a good fourth line. I'm like, look, I'm like, this isn't bad. And at some point I have to fucking realize <laughs> this is fucking terrible. Yeah, I mean, small right silver now, lining, small silver lining. Sorry to interrupt your bag milk. Jones, Caleb Jones is legit. Yep, I'm so happy. Legit, I'm so legit, happy legit. To hear that. Yes, so happy. And you could make a real argument that like the timing of bringing in Manning and those guys um, was changed around a little bit by the fact that Jones showed up and like eight games later he's been legit. Who drafted Caleb Jones? Was it was it Shirelli? Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. was it because he's been in the system for a while? Yeah, I think he's 21. Give me a little, uh, give me a little moment here. Two thousand. That was the Connor draft. So he was a fourth round pick in the Connor draft, twenty fifteen. So that was Shirelli. So Shirelli would get credit for that one. And his brother, you like this, watches Oilers games. Yeah, Seth Jones. and sends him advice. Yep. Oh God. So that's good. The patience his brother has wow. to endure that shit. Yeah, like he's watching those just because he loves his brother that much. I bet you <laughs> the defensive silver lining of a twenty eight nineteen season when we look back will be. Jones is a stalwart demon. Oh, don't worry. Shirelli will probably trade him for fucking, hmm, who should we trade for right now? Uh, it's really, oh, yeah, we should just trade for, who's toxic right now? <laughs> I was going to say Taylor Hall, but well, we already he got, was having a shit season, P.S. We already got, oh, yeah, of course he is, because now the revenge factor is worn off. Yeah. He only wanted to be good last year to stick it to everybody who hated him. Yeah. And now he can retreat back into his cave. Yeah. 
there was a fire Chirelli chant going on the escalator down from the top last game. And people were banging on the side of the escalator. So fire Chirelli, smash, 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 smash. And you know the um, Usher, like the real good dude yeah, yeah, yeah. that gives you fist pump ladies as you first. walk by? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, ladies first, fist pump. Hardest working guy in the OEG. Yeah. He was just like, let him fly, boys. Like, he did not <laughs> give a shit. So everybody- we got to get that chant going during the game. Yeah. Like, it's it just it just needs to be known. Like, this is fucking terrible. Like, I don't know what else to say. Like, I keep drinking the Kool-Aid that things are going to be okay, but, like, he just keeps digging the hole deeper and fucking deeper. To me, the only time chances, uh, changes are going to happen is if the people on the loge level and the box level start the fire trailer chance because it doesn't seem like the Oilers care a whole lot about Johnny Ticket Holder, if you know what I'm saying. They don't give a fuck about anyone, and that's the issue. They were hitting me. I There was $31 game day tickets being offered. Wow. Over the break. That's bad. Through the Ticketmaster remarketing reselling channel. Crazy. I, as a very regular visitor to Oilers.NHL.com, all I see on the internet now are Oilers buy single season game tickets. It has replaced my Russian bride ads that I used <laughs> to see all the time. Mm. Like the cracks in the business model are starting to show. Yeah. Now people are still buying McDavid all-star jerseys by the bushel. Well, and, and as you should, like yeah. that guy, like it's, it's it's I made the comment that they don't give a fuck about anybody. They literally don't they don't even give a fuck about Connor McDavid because they're leaving that kid out hang, hanging him out to dry. Yeah. He can't do everything. He's do, he no, is no, doing hold on. everything. I mean, dry Seidel's on pace for 104 points. So it's not Connor plus nobody. No, no, no. There's, and the Nuge is on pace for his best. God season. bless the Nuge. Like I said, we've got we've got this like this core yeah. of like three amazing people. And yeah. we, obviously we really miss Clef Bomb. Yeah. But like it's it it it, it needs to be way deeper. Look at look at like Look at Nashville. Oh, don't even so, make So me. I had to make player boxes for the draft, so I got to do a little deep dive. Their like, top leading scorer is Ryan Johansson, and he's like 40th in scoring. But they spread it out, right? But they spread it out. Yeah. Like, you know, when I last looked, the Oilers had eight players, uh, eight players with 20 or more points on their roster. Or, sorry, 10 or more points on their roster. Eight guys total. The next team in line would be Buffalo, who they're playing tonight, and Boston with 11. And then it shoots skyward from there. Best team in the league is Tampa. They have almost 20 guys with 10 or more points. So our top end guys are, are doing it. Like Connor's got 67 and 44 right now. And that is some sweet, sweet smoke. Oh, he's like, I'm uh, my, my preseason bet. I made a bet with an individual that's outside of the nation. Uh, it's very cryptic. Well, though, it's probably just, Putin. Oh yeah. Probably yeah sorry. Sorry. Whatever. Just, it wasn't a guy in the office. Essentially what I'm saying. Uh, that Connor would have more than 120 points for 100 bucks, and I'm lo- uh, like, I'm looking really good. So you've got Connor there, Leon's on fire, 54 and 45. God bless. Nuge has got 40 and 45. He's on pace for 75. Nuge for mayor. Unreal. Then it drops down to Chase on, who's on an unreal heater at 17 goals, but he's got 22 points. What's then- that thing called when you have? It's like a good pitching record. We got like more wins and losses, more goals and assists. Oh, the Cy Young. That's the one. Yeah. Chase on's going for Cy Young. For 17 sure. and five. He's oh yeah. So yeah. it goes 67, 54, 40, 22. Daryl's next with 22. And then it drops to 15 is Oscar Clefbaum. And then it just gets worse and worse and worse. Yeah. Luch scored while you were gone. Yeah. I he saw did. that. I, I, uh... So on Oilers nation radio, I don't know if you've been, remember we have a Luch each goal draft. Yeah. Who won right now? Cam is in the lead with that one goal. And he is feeling very confident that oh, this one goal is going think? to close it out for you the think? whole season. He got his goal for 2019. Bad. 
So you come in here. Let's 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 talk about some miracle scenarios. July first, Nicholson walks out with Iserman as the new GM of the team. Oh, or Nicholson walks out with Scotty Bowman, who's been chemically de-aged. <laughs> Take your pick. What the hell do you do to try and turn this thing around in a short span so that Connor isn't wasting? five of the first six years of his career waiting for this organization to rebuild. If you're looking for a bright side, Wanya, I've got one for you. Hit me. The next GM, it, all they really have to do, the first moves is clear out some dead weight in the middle of guys who can score more than once. And then you're already looking <laughs> great. Yeah. Guys have scored three a year. Do you buy out Milan Lucic? You can't. Why? Is is. Shirelli's contract that he gave him is so bulletproof in terms of most of the money Milan Lucic makes over the term of that contract is signing bonuses. Signing bonuses do not get reduced in buyouts, so they still have to pay those out anyway. The savings are minimal at best. Minimal. So instead of paying him as sorry, instead of paying him six on the cap as an example, he's probably going to be around five on the cap with a buyout. So we need to. So you know. If I'm Austin Matthews and I want to get top fucking dollar on my next con, I'm getting Lucic's agent. <laughs> or signing to Chia. <laughs> so they can't get rid of Milan Lucic? They could buy him out, but we it's not need a, it's a lockout in such a fucking bad way with a compliance buyout window. Like oh, I can't cheer for a I lockout know, to fix the conflicting thing. I can't like, do what that. are you doing to me, Shirelli? Like just doing quick math here in my head, they've got at least 11, 15, probably about 15 to 17 million of just pure dead weight up front. The next GM is going to have a good time clearing that out. He's going to have a good time clearing it out. He's going to trade players for nothing. We're going to get picks. He's going to restock that way. You can sign guys at a low, like if you think about it, you can get a player at a million bucks or less. That's going to produce the same amount as Milan Lucic is for six. Yeah, Find you, a way to get rid of that contract, that kind of money. Bring in six guys who can score three goals a year, and you're way ahead. Yeah. How embarrassing is that? Super embarrassing. It's now crazy. let's pretend it's not Iserman. What what happens if they roll out Keith Gretzky? I bet Keith Gretzky gets interim. Because I don't I just don't know how the organization can be comfortable with Peter Shirelli going into the trade deadline. Trade deadline's six weeks away. I'm scared. I'm because you got a guy who is on absolute tilt trying to save his bacon. Uh, and who's making the dumbest trades ever, and is just making trades for the sake of making trades. The, the, the others are the most active trading team this year in the NHL. Yeah, and like you could argue, none of the trades, have none happened. of none of the, they're all they're all lateral, if if not taking a step back moves. Yeah. Like I, I I would much ha- I would still and I, I was still mad when they did. I'd much rather have Ryan Strom than than Spooner. Well, I'd much rather of, have Jordan Everly than Ryan Strom. Exactly. Like you look back and you're like, oh okay, well, man, I miss Ryan Strom. Man, I miss Drake Kajula. I I missed him the second I heard we got traded. Like it's crazy. And then he goes to Chicago and says he feels more comfortable. Oh yeah, it, it it's. But like, do you hear that? He said that yeah, he feels yeah. much so more like, comfortable. It doesn't matter. Like, everyone who leaves Edmonton, their first interview after talks about how it's better at the next place. Whether oh we practice hard. But, he, oh, it's but this, hold oh, on it's now. That. But he says he feels more comfortable having left fifteen games into the Hitchcock era. So Kajula's leaving, saying feels more comfortable with the Hawks than with the Hitchcock Oilers, which I thought was strange. Right, I would have hoped that people. I, th- I feel like Hitch is doing a great job. I feel like he's accountable. He's out facing the hordes, but if the last guy off the ship says the ship is still not being run properly, like is that a slight against 
Hitchcock or well, that just thing he's was, tired of leaving? Was it losing? about the expectations or not knowing what the expectations or the pressures being put on him? Well, like, how do you not know your expectations when Oh, games? sorry, the pressures, the pressures being like like yeah, if you're Kajula or if you're if you're if you're Hitch, you're gonna start trying to whip everyone to try to start producing and performing better. So, so Kajula said he's got a quote here. Uh, Zach Lang did a write up on that over at the nation. He says, I think I was maybe walking on eggshells trying to please certain people and all that certain stuff. Now I'm forgetting all about that and just playing hockey again. I got a fresh start here with a new organization and I'm able to just come in with a clear mind and play hockey without having to think that's making it a lot easier for me. So what's he talking about there? So he's talking about the, the comfort factor of having to replace Brendan Manning on a rebuilding Chicago Blackhawks. Well, and there was also, Zach didn't include this quote uh, specifically in his article, but there was another thing where Kajula was kind of like, well, I looked at the extra defenseman that the Oilers had thinking they would probably try and trade that for a forward. And then they flipped me for another defenseman. So he's like, I don't really get it. Yeah. So like none of us get it. We, none of us get it. Drake. Do we have on our team right now? All like, of them. Uh, NHL caliber. <laughs> that's the discussion. No, that was that well, and I, <laughs> yeah, I did. That's why I did not throw that out there, but just like how many defensemen do we have now? They are the early nineties. I'm talking Lillehammer Olympics when Petro Canada released those, uh, those glasses that you could get. The collector's cups. Shirelli is treating third pairing defensemen like the collector's club collector's cups from the Olympics, and he's trying to collect the whole set. You're on the one with the gold rims. That's right. Stuff? Yeah, I, I got some from I think still from the '88 Olympics. See what? I, oh yeah, yeah. Well, I hope I, you have a safe. I, I found. Oh yeah, they're 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 in the cupboard right now. I found them. I'm like, ooh, I got to keep these. So someone asked if, they, if I should throw them out, and I said, Shirelli's no. collecting the whole set, man. Let's take a break. We'll be back. The problems will still be here after a quick commercial break. Real Life Podcast. SumoJerky.com. You've been through the gas station. You've seen all the flavors. Teriyaki, black pepper, maybe extra hot, sweet chili. That's about as exotic as it gets. But if you subscribe to Sumo Jerky at SumoJerky.com, check them out online, enter your preferences. They source out the finest small batch handcrafted ma and pa jerky from all over the world. They have all your favorite flavors, but it's high-quality, handcrafted versions of your favorite flavors, and they get exotic as well. Exotic jerky from exotic animals, or play it straight and stick with beef. Enter your preferences at sumojerky.com. It shows up once a month. Deliver it as a gift if you like. Have it sent to your work for a little pick-me-up during the day. Sumojerky.com. Follow them on Instagram at sumojerky for pictures of their meat. Or sign up for the service yourself, sumojerky.com. Once a month, meat delivered right to your door. It's the home delivery service you didn't realize you need until it started showing up. My favorite day of the month is Sumo Jerky Delivery Day. Sumojerky.com to get started. We're back. Thank you, Yukon. Delicious, delicious jerky. Yukon knows good jerky, I imagine. Knows everything. Yeah, Guy's got it going on. Uh, before the break, we are talking about the slow and inevitable decline till the bottom of the... NHL floor, <laughs> making Florida look like cup winners. Making, well, we beat them at least. Yeah, but <laughs> we beat them. But it was like Connor had to do. It was like a, had- a Rudy Saturday afternoon type comeback Ugh. for the Oil to beat uh, to beat Florida, and poor Connor had to do it. Then they lose the next game to a team missing seven of their regulars. But who's counting? Who's also terrible? That like <laughs> that. I was so mad. That like that's. Uh, got to win that game they've got to win that game i don't even care if they 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 are this terrible like they've got to win that game <laughs> and so the funny thing is they got this home stretch there's no easy games in the nhl but this home stretch is pretty easy you got florida arizona buffalo 
you're in Vancouver, back Calgary, Carolina, Detroit. Like there's a lot of easy pickings there. And they're in must win territory. If you don't think we're in must, like I know the Oilers after games and they're doing the thing where they're like, we got plenty of time. We got, you don't have plenty of time. No, you don't. You have to win these games now. You have to beat teams like Buffalo. Like Buffalo has fallen off the rails since they went on that 10 game heater earlier in the year. They need to take advantage of these. Coyotes missing seven guys. You have to win that fucking off. You shell the Coyotes. And they suck with those seven guys. Yeah, that's and the then thing. they still have. So they, oh, God. Even worse, the Oilers have been outshot in 14 of their last 15 games. It's like they're, they're not even in it. They had a five on three. I don't remember the real stats because I was, I'd had four, if you catch me. <laughs> I swear they had one shot. In like a minute and a half long five on three. And like and this that's what's really starting to blow my mind. Like the game against Arizona, there was a there was a power play where the, I counted seven passes. And the shot they eventually got was it went to nurse and nurse like chipped it over the net. But it isn't junk on the ice. It was Connor, it was dry, it was the nuge, it was nurse and whoever the hell else. And like the power play, that is so much firepower to be icing. It's because they're not feeling it, man. They're, they're feeling the pressure. So they're trying to like create the perfect situation. And how can they not, not though? Like the best players, they, those guys know they have to do it all. That's why I wonder I what Drake Kajula is talking about, about I'm not trying to please certain people. Like who are you pleasing with eight goals? Yeah, I don't know, man. Doesn't make sense. Nothing the others do makes sense though. No, they don't. Nothing, nothing. Like, fuck. You just you, you just knew the writing was on the wall when face goal scores, he was going to score again and likely the winner in that game. <laughs> oh, man, that's probably one of the grossest goals I've ever seen, though. Like, it was a really weird atmosphere because everyone's kind of like down on the oil and there's some boo birds. Uh, there's a lot of empty seats, too. And then that poor bastard takes the clapper off the face and like the goal horn. I mean, it's not a goal horn because it's an opposing goal, but like the trainer just comes booting onto the ice. Yeah. The, all the Oilers are standing around. And that poor guy was leaking everywhere. Yeah, I, I, the minute I saw that happen, I'm like, we're fucked. Yeah. There's no way the Oilers could overcome that adversity because they just got some magic juju. I and wish we last... were scoring goals off our faces. That was a great tweet, by the way. That Man, that cracked me up. <laughs> what, what did you say? I just said, I wish we scored goals off our faces. Yeah. But it's been weird. Over the last three, four games, they've scored four own goals in terms of like deflecting it off their own players, off a of skating in. Like that dude that got hit in the face, he came back and scored another one off his, shit, off his yeah. skater or yeah. something like that. Two goals, no shots. It's crazy. Uh, I wish Lucic had scored two goals, no shots. So we're sucking, and we've got the worst luck in the world right now. It seems as though at times we're cursed. Yes. <laughs> yes. Which is great news. Especially when you think of, like, right uh, now, Ryan Rashog this morning tweeted that the Oilers are very active in the pursuit of a winger, and it could include a top prospect the first round pick and or a goalie, which would obviously be Cam Talbot because Koskinen has a no move for some reason. So we're trading Talbot. Who are we trading him to and what are we getting? Which who are we pack- packaging up with? Who really needs a goaltender? All I can well, hold on, is- hold on, hold on. Before you trade Cam Talbot, what are you going to do? Go with Koskinen, who sometimes looks like Koskinen and sometimes looks like Koskinen. <laughs> and that's the thing. And then, and does he resign with Edmonton after? And oh, if he doesn't? He does. Well, we probably will because we'll pay him all the money. Of course. Uh, and who, and if not, who the fuck? Then we don't even have a goalie. Like Koskinen's agents, like, don't worry, buddy, I got you. Yeah. This yeah. is this is the easiest negotiation I'll yeah, ever. Yeah, we're gonna have. trade Talbot, and now you're fucking gonna make five million. 
And Koskinen hasn't won a game since Christmas. Well, he did win that uh, Arizona game, but aside from that, he's been not good. Talbot's been getting the wins, and they're going to move him. They're going to move Pugliarvi because that's what we do. And Shirelli's going to get a guy who had a good year six years ago. Pugliarvi's going to go to whatever team, and he is going to fucking light it up. No, no, no. They're not going to get rid of Pugliarvi, are they? I bet they will. I was talking to our boy Dusty about it. He's going on live uh, on our Facebook today at 2.30. Mondays and Thursdays he does that, and he was talking about Pugliarvi's like, I'm convinced Pugliarvi's got to go. Or gotta going, go. Not got to go, but got to no, go. He loves Pugliarvi. He loves Pugliarvi. Oh, I really want... Oh, my God. Fuck. So, anyways, we trade Talbot. We package him up with someone. Is it... Who Who really needs a goalie? Does Philly need a goalie? Philly needs a goalie. Philly needs a goalie. St. Louis needs a goalie. So, they're like... If you look at those two teams, let's just limit it at those two teams. Yeah. You could... There are players there that you would love to have. If you could get somehow pry Tarasenko out of there, like with, Tarasenko would with, be one with Talbot and a prospect. I would, I would highly consider that. Sure, because he's got, he's proven. Him and Connor would be sex. Uh, cool. There's Tarasenko there. There's Pareko also in St. Louis who would do a ton of good. There's Wayne Simmons in Philly who would do a ton well, of good. Yeah, but he's gonna go. He's going like it looks like Nashville want a pair gearing up after him. Well, exactly. he's getting older I mean, too. But I do love Wayne. I love the Wayne train. But that's the kind of guy though that Shirelli would way overpay for oh, four yeah. months to try and save his job, and then he's gone in the summer kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. That's just how it's gonna go. Because Tarasenko's on what like seven million. Yeah, something like that. So, so if you ballpark. trade Talbot and Puliarvi. Because with his bonus cushion and whatnot, that probably is an even money trade. Yeah, money money wise, yeah, sure. But then you you're, you know, you're limiting your forward depth even further. Though Tarasenko obviously helps a lot. I think. Well, I think I, I think if that like <laughs> like this is wishful thing. If 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 that particular trade is available, I think you take that one. That's wishful thinking. Like obviously, it's not. We're gonna get. Uh, uh, let's see, Robbie Fabry. <laughs> Uh, That's not a guy. Yeah, he is. He keeps getting hurt. He's good, but he keeps getting Kay hurt. Kay Whitmore. <laughs> oh, wow. Nice pull. <laughs> I can make up players, too. So Tarasenko's at 7-5 for another four years after the rest of this one. So four and four and a half more years of Tarasenko is what that would be. At seven and a half? That's, seven and a half. That's good money. So that's, 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 good. that's good value. I, I, that's like There's no rumors or anything going around it, but if that trade is available, I would do that. I would do. I would take Colton Preco, but then we've got to start like Chipping out some of this defensive crap we have back yep. with it. Yep. There's a lot of dead weight there. A so lot they'd have weight. to take Petrovic or whatever. They would have to like include like Russell. Does somebody need a cowboy? I love Russell. I love Russell. Well, I'm just talking, we're talking about money now. Like, you know, it's funny. Everyone hates on Russell, but he's ever, the, this is how bad the season's going right now. People were begging for him to, like, couldn't wait for him to be back. Well, like, of course. That's how bad, that's how bad our situation is. 100%. Anything that keeps Brandon Manning out of the lineup is a good thing by me, though he is playing tonight. But I'm just talking about straight money. Yeah. Like, if we have to clear out some money from the back end, there's Russell at four. Clefbaum's at four, one something. You don't trade him. No. Larson's at around that same ballpark. You trading Matt Benning to clear out two? Maybe. Maybe. Why not? There are options, but you're going to have to move some money. Have to move a useful player, probably. And with Shirelli doing the deal, Lord knows what they'd move. What's going on? Where... Is Andre Sekera? Where is he? What is he doing? How I, is he doing? Uh, we can tell you how he's doing, and then we'll tell you how he's doing. Like he came back, he came back, he skated. Oh, okay, I knew that. Everybody was tripping. Yeah, and then nothing. If yeah. there was, did he have a setback? No, I think if I'm guessing, do you know anybody who's ripped their Achilles? 
No. It's pretty no. fucking gross. I do, right? actually. Uh, I was buddies with a guy in the league that did it to his Achilles, and he was never the same. Me and Sean Green and I were at the game. He's like, I've probably known four or five guys. All You, you only do it when you're older. Uh, Somebody was playing with their kid and ripped their he- Achilles heel. Like, you rip your Achilles heel because you're either like Dean McCammon, who has it severed by Eric Weinrich, yeah. or you rip your Achilles heel because it's like just weathered and you're old. Yeah. You don't come back. Yeah. So he had that, and he had an ACL 12 months before that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, Sekra is done, if I'm going to guess. So after Shirelli... Like his NHL career. Because that's... Yeah, so after Shirelli, Shirelli acquired Petrovic and then Manning, and then the next day did a press conference. Somebody asked about Sekera, and he's just like, it's going to be a while. And they're like, what does that mean? I'm not going to comment. Well, to me, that tells me that he's not playing this year. No. Yeah, I don't think he's ever going to play again. Yeah, I could see that. I bet you. I bet you they're going to get him to do the old Andrew Ference. Yeah, the old Joffrey Lupel. Take off to the Ference Peninsula, enjoy your day. I can still snowboard. That's right, Joffrey. (laughs) I don't think you're quite cluing in as to what we're looking for here. Yeah. And and to be fair to Chirelli, when you're planning your lineup and you're Sekera and you're cleft bomb free on an already thin defensive core, like you're that nobody was wanting that to happen. Who do we want? Who do we want to get? Who do the Oilers need? Steve Eiserman. Although it's not going to happen, he's going to go back to Detroit. Of but course, I can still is he going to go back to Detroit? Or is he going to, well, he going to go he to Seattle? He's the classiest motherfucker going. Ah, uh, no, I think I think he. I think is Detroit, married. I is, think I think there's a there's a there's a winged wheel on his heart. Maybe yeah. Mike Illich, prior to shuffling off, had a chat with Steve and said, yeah. "I need you to come here after me and make sure that this thing goes." There's so well, much loyalty there because Mike Illich is a phenomenal owner. Was was he gone? R.I.P. Yeah, RP. He delivered himself L- to the pizza place. In the Little sky. Caesar lives. Well, funny yeah. thing is, Little Caesar doesn't deliver. That's odd. You got to come to them, phone them. But they're that ready is. for you. They hot and ready for you. But uh, <laughs> there's 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 loyalty there posthumously. Yeah. Uh, that I think that it's without a doubt he'll go there. Hopefully, Shirelli goes to Seattle. Hopefully, Shirelli goes somewhere that really needs some swagger. Boston. Yeah. Yeah. I hate him in Boston. You talk to any Bruins fan, they, and I don't like saying the word hate that much, but they hate Peter Shrill. Well, I was forewarned by Boston Bruins fans about so was him. I, and I said, shut up, Boston Ben. That was his name in my mind. My favorite, I think, that's going on right now, Shirelli, is Jason Greger has gone oh, man. full scorched. He has just been like White, Ho- White House press corps at press conferences lately. Oh, really? So you traded Drake. Where are the goals going to come from, Peter? Like right to his face. Yeah. And honestly, there was a day or two there where the Gregor love on Twitter. I don't know that I've ever seen love for an Edmonton <laughs> media person like Gregor after he handed it to Chirelli at the press conference. First, que- first question of the press conference was, in what way is Brandon Manning better than Kevin Gravel? And Chirelli was just like, like he did that stuttering answer thing. And Gregor just threw heater, heater. Who's going to score the goals, Pete? Heater, just right down Broadway. A lot of love for Gregor. Oh, I wish I saw that. It was good. I called him after. A little name check to myself. Gregor, good job at the press conference. Oh, buddy. It's about some, oh, I got to go. <laughs> Click, and then didn't call me back. I was like, this guy's on fire. He's on fire. Let's take another break. We'll be back after this Real Life Podcast. Alberta is where you find hardworking hands. Where prairie-grown rye meets mountain spring water. Where we pull dragons from the ground. And we choose Rig Hand Distillery. 
vodka, whiskey, gin, and more. Rig Hen is made from Alberta-grown ingredients, locally distilled and distributed. It's a bottle of Alberta. Ask for award-winning Rig Hen in your liquor store and visit RigHenDistillery.com. Real Life Podcast brought to you by our good friends at Rig Hand Distillery. Smart, we went out and got a booze sponsor for the year of... What are we even going to call this? When we need it the most. Somebody asked me the other day, they tweeted at me, they said, I was at my in-laws, my mother-in-law, who's 10 million years old, said, ask the Oilers Nation guys what they're going to call the second decade of darkness. And the guy DM me, he's like, I don't mean to ruin your January, Uh, but my elderly mother-in-law wanted to know. You know, I don't there's think that, that there's that restaurant in uh, Banff called Melissa's Mistake. Uh huh. Uh-huh. We call it Chia's Mistake. Peter's Mistake. Chia's Mistake. Should we start selling bootleg Chia pets? And it's just and they can't grow. Yeah, yeah it's just, just like shit part for of brains grows. growing out. Yeah. It just grows poo. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but only from like ten percent of it. Do you know what I mean only ten percent produces? Why? Oh, little math for you. Oh, fun. Okay. We should call Harvard's admissions department on tape to retract his and demand they re- rescind his degree. Yeah. And just yell until they hang up on us. And then we should play that in the ice district on super big speakers that we bring in on backpacks. Because he did he not play hockey at Harvard? I don't know. I feel I like do we know that he got a degree at Harvard or did he play hockey there? Because I feel like that's a big difference. He got a degree. It's one of those hockey degrees. You take your time. I will. Take your time. (laughs) I'll tell you. I didn't think we'd be sitting here. On the one hand, the the real optimist in me says, isn't it nice to be having the season flush down the toilet in January instead of November? But then another part of me says, Wanye, is your brain still pickled from all those crash hotel post-game shots? I'm still going to believe that they got a shot at the playoffs. Well, they're four points. Four points out. With Connor McDavid, anything is possible. The problem is... You need more than Connor McDavid. Help! They do. He they have help. dry sidle, and they but, have. Uh, but they have. They, they need more than just. No, no, I understand. But just like the narrative can't be, we have Connor and nobody else. And that's not true. We have a guy on pace for 104 points. Yeah. We have another second round or second line centerman on career pace too. And that's why I think the next GM is going to look at that little core there and be like, "All right, there's some really nice pieces here. I need to clear out all the shits." Because if Leon and Connor are playing together. That's 20, say 23 minutes, 25 minutes a night. Nuge plays another 20. So there's, you know, we're about 40 minutes a night. You need people that aren't useless for the other 20 plus. And that's where the Oilers have a big problem right now. The other 20 plus is a big problem. Keith Gretzky might be a genius. I don't know. I've asked people who know things and they say he's actually very smart. And I remember reading the Gretzky book as a child. He was talking about did Keith play for the Lightning? Yeah. Or Brent. Oh, Brent. Brent. And Gretzky says in his book, I feel bad for Brent because if his last name was Smith, he'd have a much easier go of it. It's hard to be a Gretzky. So I always got that tucked in the back of my brain. Yeah. And Keith Gretzky, if his name was Smith, would probably be looked at completely differently if he took the, the helm of the team. I worry about the narrative of an organization crippled by nepotism. Yeah. yeah. But Gretzky's not... The there's, problem, and he's Gretzky. There's something mythical about having a, a Gretzky like make the franchise awesome again. Yes, that's true. Like, there's some kind of like like that's an that's I, true. I, I, I want to subscribe to that. That's very true. That 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 myth, that legend, 
that it's a Gretzky that makes everything good. My worst nightmare scenario is that Connor wants to bounce. And I honestly don't think if Connor wants to bounce, people will blame him. I wouldn't. I don't okay, think it would be like so the, the, f- the fact that now I'm thinking that like, like he, he might be thinking that is bad. And I, th- that means I, I, I would be totally understanding if he wanted to leave. But he's one year into an eight-year deal. He's made the save of the day. I though. saw that. It was amazing. That's my best of the week. <laughs> and, you know, let, let's put that aside for a moment. But let's, let, let's just say that he, he does demand a trade. They're going to wheel out who to tell the Oilers fans that Connor wants to leave. And I, I am terrified. That that'd be bad. The rip be Shirelli. No, the rip <laughs> in the gets fired the next day. The rip in the matrix. that started in 1979 when the oil came into the league and lit the league up seals itself in 2020 when Wayne Gretzky's trotted out to tell Oilers fans they've bungled Connor McDavid and he's left. And like all the goodwill of the eighties is now completely sealed. Yeah. But like I said, I wouldn't blame him. I wouldn't be. Players like that, they want to win. They deserve to win because they're the best the league has to offer. Connor is the best. Like, Connor versus Sidney Crosby when their careers are done. Is there even going to be a debate? Well, there'll be a debate. Well, there'll be a debate because, like, three cups and a golden goal in the Olympics. Yeah. Yeah, Sid's got the winning to go like, with it. The Oilers are hindering his ability to be the best. Yeah. And that's unfortunate. And he. He's aware it, it's it's grinding him, and, and and he is the ultimate professional. Yep. But also, when he was gonna, when Oilers got the golden ticket, his agent notified the Oilers that if you don't make some changes, he ain't coming. Yeah. So, so maybe there's an argument to be made that like phase one of Connor's career is establish yourself in the NHL as the best. Okay. Yeah. Phase two of Connor's career is take full control of the OEG and the organization. And maybe we're halfway through that phase. Maybe, maybe that 20 needs to happen now, but maybe 25, 26 year old prime Connor is like a LeBron James type. Who's overruling the coach left, right and center and engineering deals in the off season. Maybe the only person to defeat the bumbleheadedness of the OEG is Connor. He, he actually is the only person that they'll listen to. And if, and if that is not the case, Oh, they're listening to him. They're listening to Connor. I know, but they're listening to Connor. Connor said, Hey, NHL, I want to get a black and white Jersey for the all-star game this year with teal on the inside collar. But like the fact that, so bringing it back to Shirley trading for Manning. Yeah. Sure. Connor talked to him or he talked to Connor last year, but he like, he was scared to talk to him again. Yeah. Like, and also fuck. And and sorry, I'm going off topic. Like, do we not think about team culture ever? I anymore? thought we've been hearing about it for 10 years now. Like we're talking, we're trying to improve it, but like, doesn't the GM even try to fucking think about it for one second, even though he talked to Connor, of course, Connor's going to probably say yes. Did you, did you had a chance to see uh, the breaking news that Dusty brought on the site? No. About the Manning trade? No. So we know that Shirelli was scouting him for the better part of a year or two because he talked to Connor last season when Brandon was still in Philly. Yeah. According to Dusty and his source that he confirmed with me, and it's a hell of a source, by the way, told him that the Oilers had a deal in place to acquire Brandon Manning last year, and the coaching staff killed it. They said, do not do this. It is a waste. Please do not do this. So the coaching staff killed that trade last year. What was the trade going to be? He didn't know what the trade was going to be, but there was one locked in, and McClellan and crew killed it. Thank you. So Todd's got two legacy moves now. Yep. 
That and Evan the, Bouchard. The Bouchard. Yep. What do you mean? Shirelli wanted Evan Bouchard to stick with the Oilers all season. Tom McClellan said that's ridiculous. Refused to play him. So then that's when Shirelli sent him down, Forced back him. down to London. And that saved him from being exposed to the expansion, exposed draft. To the expansion draft when Seattle comes in. <laughs> so had McClellan not put his foot in the sand or drawn a line in the sand and said, no, I'm not doing it. We could have had another player to be protected that didn't just didn't need to happen. I think a poor coach, Todd, who wasn't the problem. Sure took the bullet, though. Yeah. I wonder where he is. Probably enjoying himself, enjoying that sweet OEG yeah. money, he, having he, a cocktail. You got to think that he's watching. Like, I don't think, I think Tom McClellan's a he's very classy guy. Revenge. He's a classy guy. Maybe he goes and coaches Taylor Hall. He'll he's, go to Seattle and, out, and then Seattle will have a better record than Edmonton. If I'm Tom McClellan, I get tickets behind the bench to all the California games. He's still got that. He's still got that place in San Jose. Uh, That's what I'm doing. I'm sitting right behind the bench and just enjoying it myself. Yeah, getting kicked out for smoking dope. Yeah, t-shirt with Shirelli's face on the front. Him collecting checks, making it rain on the bench. Yeah, no, he's just licking his chops to get back in the game to prove that he was right. Sucks, man. I and even worse is that the Oilers management group is enabling Shirelli to keep trying digging himself That's out of the thing. Hole. Like the minute that could do like, does, does he have like full autonomy? Like does nothing, does Nicholson not to stamp anything? Like, have you seen clearly he does? Cause hopefully Bob Nicholson is a smarter hockey man than, than maybe I give him credit for or not give him credit. For. I don't know, man. I'm pretty, I'm a, I'm a results guy. Yeah, and I, if there's a room full of people sitting there telling me everyone's doing their best, the results aren't there. I don't give a shit. I Bob Nicholson's a fine fellow. He did the Olympic program and blah 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 blah. How are the results? Short of having drafted Connor and your time here is which the, is nothing out of that was beyond, out of their all their saying. control. So they've done nothing. So all the think of how many meetings they've had. How they've many, increased the beer prices. How many calls they've made to each other? How many texts they've uh, had? How many red wine summits? It's all for fucking naught. Nicholson so, just like, hey, listen, getting a gold medal with Team Canada was a lot easier than this Stanley Cup thing, huh? I did a deal with Mars bars, and now there's <laughs> Olympic logos on them. He talks like that guy on Simpsons. <laughs> this is the one I didn't want to do this week. I know. I, I was supposed to vent my frustrations about the horrific <laughs> customer service experience At the bay. I got from buying appliances from the Bay. Well, that'll be your worst of the week. You lead with it. The Bay... Is the OEG <laughs> of appliance sales. I'll open it with that. They better be careful. They're going to end up where Sears did. Don't let them lure you in with their, you're going to save a bunch of money if you buy their appliances. Hey, man, the, I bay, did. the Bay got out to an early lead and they owned most of Canada. <laughs> and so, then since then, they've been managing their decline. Have so, you tried tempting them with pelts of any kind? Uh, Yeah, it's well, fur trade. They still got on lockdown. <laughs> I just got to go kill a protected beaver and uh, <laughs> negotiate that and try to get my fridge in time. So I'm going to share, I guess, and vent. I don't know. Is that, I guess we're venting. I don't know, buddy. It's worst of the week. It's, it's t- yeah, Oh, my worst of the week is long. So I bought a new house, and it's an old house. It's a new old house. And the people wanted to take their appliances with them, so we allowed that to happen. And so I bought my appliances the first week of November, knowing that I'm taking possession of the house the first week of December, and when we looked at the delivery dates, you know, we could have got them two weeks sooner, but I decided, no, no, let's avoid all the bullshit in case there's any delays. Let's pick mid-December for a delivery date. We get notified 
It's going to be delayed. We get notified. It's going to be delayed. So I bought a fridge, a stove, and washer and dryer. Then they then they say, well, you know what? The real hang-up is your fridge. We can't get your fridge in. So And we only want to do one delivery because we don't want to charge you two delivery fees. So we have to wait. So anyways, I go away on this trip. So it's not a big deal for that time, provided everything gets shipped in then. So then they call, say, yeah, no, it's going to be early January. Well, whatever. I'm still away. It's fine. Then a week later, they call us to say, hey, how do you like your appliances? They've not been delivered yet. How can I like my appliances? Oh, oops, we made a mistake. Anyways, long story short, last week I get told my appliances aren't going to arrive till February 5th. That is what? Four months after I purchased them. (laughs) So I call, so, but they told me anyways, long keep saying long story short, they told me they were going to deliver everything but this fridge that was holding everything up tomorrow. Since I don't trust a word that comes out of their fucking mouths, I called to follow up today. They told me, no, in fact, everything is being shipped February 5th. So now we're <laughs> 5th in this, or 15th? 5th. So now I'm in this long dispute being like, I've been without, been without appliances now. Well, they should have been, yeah, they should have been in my house three months now. So I'm without appliance. I can't even make a sandwich in my house. I have nowhere to store anything. I can't cook anything. I can't even wash anything. I've been eating out and doing oodle noodle, skip the dishes like crazy. Well done. A little plug there. Well, to be truthful, you've been out of country for a little, for a little bit. Yeah. They don't know that. Out of the three months, though, that they sh- I should have had them, I've been away for four weeks. So, anyways, I call and said, hey, be like, is the 15th happening? And they say, no, it's the no, it's going to be the 18th. And then during the phone call, they then told me it's going to be the 5th. So, during a phone call, they did a delay on me from the 18th to the 5th. And they said... Uh, so I said, at what point do I become the priority here? Because tomorrow I know you're delivering appliances to someone who probably bought them last week. So when does the guy who bought them in November, who still doesn't have them, get any kind of... They're delivering to a guy named Ray yeah. Downton. Hey? <laughs> he's like, any hey guys, of- just bought a house. Can't complain about the Bay's customer yeah. service. I'm Ray Downton. Until I get... They're like, don't worry, we're going to compensate you. I'm like, I just want to fucking be able to... Pl- Get some milk. Yeah. Like, I don't care about compensation. Well, the best we can do is the fifth. You're rocking an OG Nation beer fridge, aren't you right now? I've got a beer fridge. It's full of beer because when you move into a new place, everyone floods your house with beer. So the fridge, which only holds about 30 cans of beer, has got about 32 cans of beer in it. I Sounds to me like you need to drink some beer. So I got to I got to go on a liquid diet 2019 keeping it tight. <laughs> I have an ability not to store any food, so I'm definitely not eating. I'm having deep breaths for breakfast. And this is all because of the bay. So now I got to, after this podcast, I got to get on the phone again to try to see what kind of noise I can make. Maybe they'll look. listen to this podcast and just fix it. I told them I'm going public. I've got a story here. Well, if 12 no, people listening to this show, if one of them is a Bay executive, you're set. Yeah. If they aren't, you're fucked. Only go to the Bay to buy the Bay striped sweaters or blankets, blankets. because they have those plenty of stock. Wayne Never. Gretzky ties. Wayne Gretzky ties. Uh, maybe some jockey socks. I'll buy straight up. I'll buy jeans at the Bay because they have good brands. Mm. Right? They got. I'll the- buy cologne at the Bay. Oh, that's because cool. I have a two hundred dollar credit there now. That's going to probably become two grand by the time I get off the phone <laughs> with them today. You're well, gonna, you're going to send them the way of Wilco or Wilco if this continues. Oh wow, Wilco. San San in Terralosa. San, but yes, yes, San. I was. They sold Orange Tab Levi's there. Respect. It's a good yeah, look. That's, that's a, a guy. Whatever, like. If you wore orange tab, and I, and I did to school, like, I, you'd have to cut the tabs off because people. I wore just orange tab, not knowing up. it wasn't cool. Yeah, I didn't know. Oh, and, uh, 
You know, shame on shame on everyone for lighting someone up for wearing a different colored tab Levi's than the other. Oh, it was the eighties. We had nothing oh, else to I really know, be yeah. mad it was about. All, it was all about. We still had 90s. some of that. Uh, some of that English hierarchy in, our, right. in our society. Right. Then the caste system. Oh God, bag milk. That was a long bag. That's well, my worst of the week. This whole podcast has been the worst of the week. But go on, bag milk. You got anything you're pissed about? Yeah, my worst of the week is that I never got my white zombie T-shirt from Woolco before they closed down. Say again. This time with meaning. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Everything is bad. Wilco shut down? Wilco shut down, yeah. Like what, like 30 years ago? It's, it's been a while. Damn. It's been a long time. It's been a while, but I'm still holding it. And uh, just this week, it's come roaring up. Jay's story about the bay and his frustrations there within. I want to come over to the top up. one second and bring back the bay. So because <laughs> So last week, when they told me it's the fridge holding everything up, I said, you know what? Fuck the fridge. Yeah. Refund me the fridge. I will go buy one elsewhere. I bought one online while I was away on Friday, and it's being shipped to me. I get it on Wednesday. You told them this is a lie. It's a no, ruse. No, that's true. It's oh. true. It actually happened. They refunded me the fridge. Oh. I'm like, I bet you I can get one faster, and I'm not even in the country. Sure as shit. Ordered one online. I'm getting it on Wednesday. Yeah. I even got a confirmation email today about it. Bay, four months. <laughs> Best Buy, four days. Hey, Sears went out. You're next to Bay. Pick it up. Pack it up. Pack your shit. You are going out of business. <laughs> <laughs> That's good stuff. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm not really that mad about anything, to be honest with you. I feel like all we did was complain this uh, whole know, show yeah, for good like reasons. We, we just shat on. All right, then what's your best of the week? Best of the sunshine. week? My motherfucking Connor McDavid jersey. Oh. Let me tell you about this jersey. It's black. I don't know if I mentioned that to you, bag milk, which is my staple color. I think of all the adventures I'm going to get into with this thing. So... Jordan Eberle, get a jersey. His first game as an oiler. Didn't wash it once. Most of his career. Accidentally left it at my sister's house. She looks at it and goes, ooh, gross. There's shots of sourpuss all over this jersey and <laughs> washes it. Eberle amounts to not much. Gets traded. No big deal. My first Connor McDavid jersey I got when we won the draft lotto. And I insisted that the local garment maker make me a McDavid jersey, even though they weren't allowed to. And I also insisted that they put the captain C on it because I was really going on a limb. Remember when we had the draft party, the pint, and I put the jersey on at the party and people went, ooh, and I was like, yeah, you better believe, ooh. Mm -hmm. Well, this is jersey number three. And I bought it arguably at a very, very dark point in the Oilers organization. And it's all black, like the Oilers organization's heart. It's a metaphor. I'm going to have some good times in this jersey, though, I'll tell you. Hell slept, yeah. No, no lie. I slept with it on. Did you? Yeah, I made uh, Sean Green. When he came together, he made him, I did like a jaunty little photo shoot in the kitchen of Wanye Manor. Put one up on Instagram. That was my least sassy photo. And then I slept in it. Doing a tray of Jack will do that for you. Ah. I, uh, when I was in uh, Hawaii, I ran into uh, a couple. Just sitting on the beach randomly. I just The guy had like a John Deere Edmonton hat. I'm like, whoa, are you from Edmonton? Yeah. So quickly got talking about Hawk. My family is always about like, Oh, have you heard of this nation? Blah, blah, blah. So they, nice, nice. they they striped it up and they're like, oh, I know I read all your stuff. Hold on. What'd you say? Striped it up? Whatever. Striped up a conversation. Probably fucked Striked that up. or striped? Probably striped. Interesting. P for, P for K. K for P. Jared, let's call this one striped a conversation. Uh, and uh, yeah, so we're talking and obviously similar type of conversations being had to what we just discussed in this podcast. And I'm like, well, I'm like, I still have hope. And that, and that's, and then they replied, that's all we got. 
hope will never die. And then I'm like, hope will never die. And they're like, you know it. I got a good best of the week, Wanye. Hit me. It's a smasher. <laughs> Brand new track from uh, Daddy Longneck and Wide Neck. Oh, I'm up next. Next big thing. Next big thing. How could you not? How could you not? This next have big it? thing like, like neck? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, neck minute things. Uh, N-E-C-K-S-T. Next big thing by Daddy Longneck and Wide Neck. Go grab that on iTunes because it is a smasher. Probably the best song of 2019. Could be. I don't think you're wrong to say it. I think I'm wrong to say it either. Fantastic. Jared, how are we doing for time? No offense, big mug. <laughs> Thumbs up. We're done. That's it. That's all. Real Life Podcast. See you next week. Hopefully the world doesn't burn to the ground. Right. Fuck the bait. <laughs> Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.